Wait, no, I'm hitting I'm hitting record. We are now recording. What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking Titty Bitty Double Dry Hop Lager. Mm. Yeah. That is not a paid sponsorship, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's just Chad getting drunk. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. This is my first one. Since you hit record. Let's 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 see how this goes. Yeah. Well, Tony, if you need time to get a drink, we can wait. But uh, if not, we can get this going. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will. Yeah, not a bad idea. It's a damn fine beer. That's delicious. Well done. I seen at the liquor store the other day, or not, wasn't the liquor store, it was one of the, the uh, groceries. No, it was liquor store, Liquor Express in Winterton. Um, when I was passing through, I noticed that they had the, the, a lot of the dildo beers there. Um, yeah. Full line of them, I mean, you know, canned off and whatever. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I hadn't seen yep. them out and about before. But no, I don't pay much attention either. I'm not a, not a big drunk. No, I'm at Marie's like every week, dropping like 50 bucks. <laughs> Marie's Jed, is like getting all my money. And on the, on, on the hope that we do get some of the sponsorship, I am drinking Forty <laughs> Creek. Ladies and gentlemen, Barrel Select. Actually, I do believe an old friend of mine is a, a liquor rep for those guys. Oh, yeah? Ooh, mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get Powerade too while we're at it. So Coca-Cola. Let's, let's just Coca-Cola. get them all. Let's get them all. Yeah, indeed. I apologize, guys, if I got a cough. I don't have COVID. I hope, but uh, I do have a little tickle in the throat. So my apologies if I. I'll try not to cough into the mic. But anyway, this is what mm-hmm. it is. Right on. All right. Well, I think uh, we get going by introducing our uh, second of our what we call our average Joes. Uh, you don't get any more average than this guy um tony's a what buddy of mine actually i uh, i met tony 2000 what don't 2005 yeah that's about right 2005 uh time. yeah for, for a large portion of my life and tony's as well we worked as uh as uh sailors basically merchant sailors so working on industrial shipping and uh, me and tony met up on a on an fpso that was being constructed in newfoundland and uh been buddies ever since we haven't been overly productive either. This is probably the most productive we've been in a long time here tonight. This so, is probably the most organized, at least. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's be honest. But uh, but Tony became a Leafs fan since I've known him, so uh, he's uh, a little newer to the <laughs> to the Leafs than the rest of us. But he came in at the right time. I give him that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, first game so- Tony we watched was what? Or if not first game, I said worst. I should say the worst game in the first season that we watched. Oh, just probably that four to one. We watched yeah. that collapse on a ship. Yeah. We watched that on a ship. We couldn't we couldn't even go to the bar and drink our sorrows. Like it was it was oh. bad. Satellite no. TV on a boat. Yeah, there was me and Tony and another Lease fan and a Bruins fan in the same room. Yeah. We're like jumping around. Bad times. Bad times. And you know what? The poor old Bruins fan after the game was over, after the comeback and they lost in overtime. Uh he didn't even rub it in. He felt so bad for us. And like, cause I, I can't say I would have done the same, but I was pretty impressed. Trent, Trent, kind of, he was like, "Man, that that was rough." <laughs> that was bad. Anyway, that yeah. was the first, uh, the first season that we really got into, to hockey on the boats, and and uh, and we've uh, we've been talking Leafs ever since. So, without any further ado, welcome Tony West. He's our uh, average Joe guest number two. Got big shoes to fill, from Patty Phillips to Tony West. So, um, I guess. Without any further ado, uh, we say titter-tatter. Let's get at her.
right guys welcome back uh welcome to episode 16 of deke snipe silly podcast your host ryan gates chad newman and tonight we're joined by tony west i mentioned there in the intro tony's an uh, average joe nothing special about tony whatsoever not in my opinion anyway i've known him a long time but I, uh, uh, I don't really have room to argue that point either actually no where, where are you situated right now tony i'm in gander actually chad uh oh gander yeah i'm i'm not originally from here i'm from a little place out on the coast called Lado cove it's about an hour outside of gander been in gander since uh 2007 been oh, in gander. Right. so so this is where we're to when you work away you don't really have much say in uh where you live, where you be living, yeah. opera management Close, takes yeah. care of that absolutely fair enough really interesting Still, too because having someone on now from gander uh Oddly enough, I've been doing some research. We've got enough podcasts, enough stuff out there now that we're starting to get some analytics back from YouTube and from RSS feeds as to where our listeners are from. And as expected, we got uh, a large portion of our listeners are in Newfoundland and an equally large portion are in Southern Ontario for obvious reasons. Uh, oddly enough, we've got a, an oddly large following in uh, Kansas and Kentucky. I'm sure there's a couple of places in the States that are, that there were, I don't know how they've picked us up, but anyway, they've subscribed you know and are listening. I would say ECHL group uh, possible. Could be. Could be. I don't know that I share in their group. Yeah. Good group. Be too. A good group of people indeed. Yeah. Uh, big shout mm. out to those guys, but cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of Americans would know where Gander is because of uh, of nine eleven, of course. So it's, uh, oh yes, it's it's, it's it's historic now with the Broadway shows and everything else. So come from yeah. away, indeed. Yeah, yeah. that's the Gander. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I, I think that the uh, the guest that you've had before, me being an average Joe, certainly uh, helps that cause. Also, you know, Dean McDonald there, like you were talking about when it comes to the ECHL. You know, he started off with Joe Bowen. So you guys started off in the stars and now welcome back to earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the we've decline got, already. Like we've got a bear. really small listening group in Gander as well, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we can grow on that now. Yeah, um, it's about to explode. Yeah, it's about to explode in Gander, yeah. That's what she said. All right. So um anyway. For the goose. <laughs> we, we're here tonight and it's not even a game night. This is just a regular night. Um yeah. I gotta start off by first uh, we've introduced Tony. You've got an idea what Tony's about. Um I gotta talk about our, our sponsor. Uh we've got an amazing sponsor, guys. Um PHG Sports out of uh, out of Ontario. Uh if you want to check them out, I got them running their address down here right now. Uh, phgsports.com they sell a litany of of sports memorabilia if you're a leafs fan like the rest of us uh, there's a ton of great leaf stuff there i i i, I drew over on the, on the daily i try not to spend too much time on the website because again the wife gets right gone i got packages yeah. coming straight time so. but he's got everything it's leafs it's jays yep. it's wrestling it's ufc everything. football football ufc mm. yep, pretty much whatever you're into yeah yeah. yeah, the Costco Roadshow. Everybody knows it. You've seen it. That's yeah. the, that's yeah. the easy guys. Yeah, they're fantastic. We're working on yep. getting Todd on as well. He'll be uh, he'll be on sooner than later. I'm hopefully I'm hoping to get him on uh, for an episode now before the playoffs start. Uh, he's pumped to come on talk some Leafs hockey with us as well. So uh, while he's our sponsor, he'll be similar to an average Joe. We're just going to talk hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I just want to uh, ask about the cool stuff that he has. That's yeah. what I want to know. Well, I can't wait to ask Todd about 
his personal collection. I've, I've talked Ooh. to him privately a few times about odds and ends, but never had an actual conversation about, you know, if you're selling off this kind of stuff, what, what do you have that you're not right? Cause that's what I want to dip into. I'm like, Todd, tell me some of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Really? That's, that's stuff the you're not seeing on, on the website, right. Or, or sitting on a shelf or something like that. Like you no, gotta show yeah. up in this guy's, uh, this room, guy he's got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a vault somewhere. Yeah, no, they got a quite a stock of stuff. So, uh, no, anyway, guys, if you get a chance, check out our sponsor, phgsports.com, and uh, and make sure to uh, to uh, touch base with those guys. If you have anything you're looking for, they might be able to hook you up too, even if it's not on their website. They're very and connected. So, some, so uh, and we got offers too. We get certain offers as well. We had the yeah. William Nylander. Yep, we had, a, we had an Nylander offer that ran until the 9th of this month, uh, yep. where he gave us 40% off on an assigned Nylander photo, which I thought was really cool. It was a great deal yep. uh, from his rookie year. Centennial uh, patch on the shoulder. I really like that one. And I'm told he's going to come up with something really awesome for Leafs fans leading into the playoffs. So nice. that'll be through DSC. So we're stoked about that. So uh, again, guys, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, if nothing else, uh, check out their website. And if you don't plan on buying, just check them out and see what they're all about. Yeah. And uh, and if you'd like to see anything, uh, get any signings you're looking for, let us know. We'll pass it along to them. But without further ado, I think we'll move on to uh, what we're here to talk about, which is hockey. Leafs hockey at that. Yeah. So we haven't had a podcast since uh, it was like three games ago against the Montreal. They, they played they played the Habs twice since our last one. Our last podcast we did like this talking hockey was a podcast where they had just played the Habs and just lost. And we were kind of like, eh, you know, not really worried. You guys weren't anyway, Chad. Uh, I was a bit concerned. But in any case, uh, since then, we've played them again twice more. Yeah. And we've beat them twice. Um, as it I'm, should be. Well, yes, and it, and it should be. But I'm curious as what well, your guys' take is on how, on how, because I mean, we're going we're gonna to be playing, unless, unless the Habs lose the next two and Calgary wins the next four, uh, we're playing Montreal in the first round. So what is your opinion on how they've played Montreal overall? Because I think we've seen them not play so well. We've seen them play really well, and we've seen them play kind of okay. So yeah. what's your takeaways from, from what you've seen so far, Tony? So with what I've seen, like, so far this season, if you take the full season series, uh, I think we're sitting at, like, 7-2-1 and one against Montreal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having this last game right near the end, uh, and having that little bit of a stinker. It wasn't a terrible game, but it was a little bit of a stinker as a loss. You still look at it and you're like, you know, it's still a winning winning season series. Uh, the yeah. last two games against them, uh, they've just dominated the team. I know that Montreal has had some injuries. You know, Kerry Price is out and several other their key players are out. So you take that yeah, into yeah. in Yeah, and Drew in. I think too. Yep. Is, is, yep. Yeah. So if you take that into account, yeah, sure. But you know, we've had injuries too and we found yep. a way to win. So if you look at the season as a whole, then seven, two and one, that, that, that record will win you a playoff series every time. Uh, it's been, it's been a very controlling season and the games that they lost weren't terrible losses. Like it wasn't. Yeah. And, and that's how we've watched the Leafs, right? Stinker. Yeah, we've we've watched the Leafs do that against everybody this year. They've had a stinker against everybody, you know, Ottawa even even in the very first part of the season. So if you take that out and you you just that's what I try to do is I I don't focus on one game 
and how they played that one particular game. I look at how they played against each team in the division over the course of the full season, and we got a winning record against every single one of them. And that's the reason we're in first. So if you look at it that way, don't get too caught up in individual games because believe me, I've done that. And Leafs fans, you know, we're a bit scared when it comes to uh, winning and losing. So I kind of mellowed out a bit and said, okay, let's look at the big picture, what we're doing, what we're trying to do now. We're, and that's another thing, this time of the year now, with the points position that we're in, Keith is trying a few different things to see what he got. There's been some guys coming into the lineup that hasn't played all season, some new pickups that he had at the trade deadline and stuff like that, that he's been seeing what they got in case there's an injury or something like that. So there's been a bit of, except for the first line and the second line, which is just the four guys, everybody else has been moved around, tried here and there. So it's been a bit of a feeling out the end of the season to see in case of emergency and you get into playoffs, what do we really have when it comes to depth? So Montreal, uh, you know, the past like few games, I don't see the urgency of the Leafs and I'm not worried about it. And like I keep saying to you when they were like giving away that game, it should be an easy win. And I believe they really could if they wanted to. They're just not going to really press themselves. They're already clinched. And I just think if, you know, it's going to be Montreal coming up. You know, you got a healthy Flino, healthy Hyman, healthy Raleigh Nash, Freddie, if uh, if Campbell isn't uh, going to start. I mean, I don't want to get too bold, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a sweep. It's just I don't think no, the Habs no. are. I don't it's, think that I don't think we've seen 100% leaves yet. And I, I, seen I, it. my yeah, worry, yeah. My, my worry is that we haven't seen 100% Habs. I think we've seen probably 80% Leafs, 40% Habs. I think that the two teams are a lot closer than what not we've this seen. Year, buddy. Not this year. I think they're going to turn mm-hmm. it up. And I think, yeah. steam. Uh, I, I think that uh, this, this season, uh, with the way that the team has played as a whole, and the Matthews Marner, I mean, listen, you know, we can talk all day, yeah. but Matthews Marner, they have been who they are. Mm-hmm. And even Tavares and Nylander, now with Foligno, he's been fabulous since he's come on board, stuff like that. And the guys know. The guys know that this Amazon Prime is watching them and everybody is watching them. And they've had some really terrible playoffs since Matthews been, you know, Marner showed up and stuff like that. So this year with the way that they played all season, with the goaltending that they've had, the defensive uh, responsibilities that they've took, I think that they're just waiting now. They're just waiting for them to say, we are now, this is the first game of the playoffs. And I think, you, I think you're going to be shocked in what you see. I, I think that you're going to reevaluate that you've said you've seen 80% when you're going to look at it and go, I think we only seen 60 because where's the rest of this come from? I and think Campbell's they're going to come on. Yeah. In combined, so to think that he's going to lose four in a series, no, yeah, he only yeah. lost four combined so far, and yeah. they could have been wins like three of them. So, yeah, uh, my only concern with Jack going into the playoffs is is his nerves. I, uh, I mean, I think he he's a, he's a goalie who's who thinks a lot and he's in his own head a lot, and I, it's a different kind of pressure. We've seen Jack under pressure when he was getting close to that record, and that's the only little, couple of games he lost because of the pressure. Yep. And I, my only fear is that he gets in his own head. But we've got a pretty good backup coming up true to the Mariners there now. Young gentleman by the name of Frederick Anderson. 
playing his heart out down the minors, not getting much results, but he is the next great thing in Toronto. And behind him, David Riddick. I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay. We're doing all right in goal. I'm going to be so mad if I don't get to see Riddick playing the popping pads. I'm going to be rotted. I'm not lying. Like, yeah. I mean, we got to see him in the red yeah. pads. I was like, oh, I gotta go. And then he goes out and gets this beauty set of throwbacks. The blue duct tape pads, yeah. yeah. The throwbacks are real sweet, though. The, the pop ends. Yeah. Popping pads are What is that? A leaf, a flame, or a feather? Or what is that? It's kind of like an in between something aggressive looking. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's like a blue flame, I think. Uh, now, don't quote me on that either. That's just, I, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. Yeah, this looks cool, man. It does. Black, it does. blue, and white, man. It, it was, was just cat beauty. scratches. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, uh, Freddie, uh, Freddie guys is uh, he, he's he's still getting paid to be the number one, right? Like, well, that's it. Everybody, everybody was saying like, there's there's something wrong with Fred, there was something wrong with Fred, and then they came out and said, yeah, he's been battling an injury. And listen, goaltender with a, I think it was a hip. They were saying he was having trouble with his hip. So his you lower think body, goal, whatever it was. Yeah, I, I think that when they did an interview there not too long ago, it was only a few days ago, that he said that mm. it was it was a hip injury. So if you're if you're trying to be a goaltender and you got a hip injury, like come on. Yeah, no. your lateral movement's not gonna be so well. No. So if he's back healthy, get some pucks out in there now, getting some practice. I don't know how they fit him in the lineup for a regular season game before the playoffs, but uh, that's what I was listening to. Least... Yeah, they've done a bit of voodoo before, so maybe you do maybe you do start well, uh, one of these games, right? Craig Button said, no, you definitely 100% start your starter. Keep him sharp. And then I guess there's a whole other college of thought to say, hey, why not rest your starter and give the little, give the other guy who's going to come in and back up and well, give him just a couple games and rest Campbell. But but this what? is the thing. Freddie, while you were, you're, you're both correct, Freddie is getting paid as a starter, mm-hmm. but he is not the starter. No. He is not no. the starter right now. He's not your starting goaltender. If 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 the if the game sheet comes out in in two days time, Wednesday Wednesday morning when they have their pregame skate, and it's anybody other than Campbell, you're all going to be surprised because yeah. Jack Campbell right now is our starting goaltender. Yeah, Seventeen um, two and two. Yes, I know he only lost four times. Now, do you arrest him? Do you like not give the? Do you not take the chance to get him injured and give Freddie the opportunity to? You know, get in front of a few pucks that of a few games that mean absolutely nothing. You have playoffs clinched. You have first clinched. What else do you want? I mean, yeah, well, it would it would give the team something to play for if they had Freddie and that. be like, I hey, we got to get this guy's confidence. You know, and you know, you have to say Campbell, like Freddie, like you're starting Campbell, and Freddie just needs some time. But you're starting the playoffs. Don't worry about it. It's not in jeopardy, even if Freddie's lights out. I mean, how do you say that to a guy that's, you know, like Campbell right now? But I think I'd like to get Freddie in there at least once. So yeah, I- and maybe you look at it too, and you look at what your opposition will be starting to play us. Yeah. So, you know, Freddie is maybe coming off an injury, just getting back into the groove. Maybe it's less risk against starting against a Montreal team yeah. versus having Campbell start and then having Freddie to come in relatively cold. Nobody likes October Freddie. And then having to play against either a Winnipeg or an Edmonton in the second round without without being warmed up. Well, if yeah, Campbell comes in and lays an egg, and we got to rely on Cold Freddy. Come on. Yeah, Cold Freddy is bad, boss. Oh, bad. Yep. Bad news. I mean, look at him. Those are the first two shots of the Marlins game the other day. Yeah. So I mean, Cold Freddy, and you know, I love Freddy. 
Call Friday, oh, no. As do I. But but you're 100 percent right. So you, you just you know obviously there's smarter guys and us looking at the at yeah. situation. But if you if you look at the competition that you have coming, so we have Ottawa, and then we have Winnipeg, and then we have a first round against Montreal, and then the second round is really when it starts to heat up in my mind. Uh, you know I don't want to offend anybody in their team, but let's let's face facts that it's really going to heat up after they get past the first round and they get against either Winnipeg. Yeah. You're you're, you're putting that, that, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but I've seen far too many first-round exits to say, okay, when we get past the Canadians. Like, I mean, it's still the playoffs. It's still anybody's game. I'm telling you. I mean, Chad is there. He's wearing a Canadians t-shirt tonight. Look at it. Right? Okay. Well, almost. So anyway, so I was at the, I took the kids to the doctor today, right? The pediatrician allergy testing, and uh, he's a staunch hashtag. So I make sure I wear extra leaf stuff when I go there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we're talking about something and the kids were getting allergy tests. And uh, at the end of it, he was like, is there anything you're allergic to? And I just said, well, game sevens, right? Just to take a jab at myself and he had a good kick out of that. But if you look at the hat, you know, the leaves and you're going to talk about first round exits, man, it's not like they got absolutely swept every time here, right? They put up a good fight every single one of those series. And look at that team now compared. Yeah. The team is. And we're going to lose to the Habs right now. I don't think so, man. The team is far superior. The, the players who we needed to be more mature are at least that this year. What a difference in, 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 in those core players now. Nylander looks like he's accepted his role and he wants to dominate at it. Matthews and Mariner, I don't, we don't even need to talk about them. It's just, it's just no need. Zach Hyman is exactly as advertised. I mean, that's your core. Felino. Right? And Nick Felino's in the, now you got Nick Felino, right? Now you got so, Nick Felino yeah. and John Tavares and all these other guys supplementing these kids, and they're not even kids anymore. Well, I mean, they no. are, but they're not. They're in their, when, they're when did you years. think you were going to say that about the Leafs, that we have John Tavares as a supplemental player? And again, back to Leafs lunch today, they even said, like, well, Gretzky was 23 when he got his first cup he was putting up record numbers of like what, 200 points and he never had a cup yet yeah and they got a full team we have a full team here i think it's time it'll be a damn shame if it don't happen obviously i'm not putting money on it because it's sports <laughs> and one injury can mean everything so i don't know but i just feel like i'm uh, i'm oddly relaxed going into this and I've I, never i'm been. actually i'm actually troubled by how relaxed you are i've known you for a lot of years and uh, and it's actually I, when I'm lying in bed in the nighttime, I'm like, what what the hell's wrong with Chad? Like, <laughs> jazz cabbage. <laughs> I blame the guy. I blame the jazz cabbage. <laughs> yeah, something. That's something, what I blame. Something has has, has changed in a hard way. Hard life. Yeah. I know, right? And uh, you know what? I've been evolving ever since that 2013 meltdown. Something changed me that night, and you know what? Things changed for me completely. That frantic, <laughs> mad angry fan it's just like i can't be like that anymore <laughs> enter the jazz cabbage and uh chad's good to go mm. no give me in the heat of moment there's no game on right now and it could change in a heartbeat but hey yeah for right now i'm feeling pretty good i'm feeling pretty confident well you're bringing me back to earth because i'm i'm ready to be mine here like i i was sweating during the montreal games we were playing i was freaking out i was like oh my god i'm not gonna be able to watch the playoffs i'm just not gonna be able to so mm-hmm. anyway uh, you're keeping me out down to earth, which is listen. Talk to me first game of playoffs. I might be completely different, but yeah. you know, right now I'm I'm feeling pretty good, especially so, with everyone coming off and wearing non-contact jerseys. I'm like, oh yeah, everything's falling right in place, right in yeah. time. Coincidentally, 
Yeah, go figure. It's yeah. almost like it was part of a plan. <laughs> yeah, almost, no, right? almost like somebody planned it out. And go it just worked figure. over the cap magically. Before yeah, we boy. talk about the grand facilitators of said plan, we might as well finish off our goalie talks. We, we talked heavily about Freddie and a little bit about Campbell, but uh, announced today that the Leafs nominee for the, the uh, Masterson Award is none other than our very own starter, Mr. Jack Campbell. Mm, uh, so my understanding of the Masterson is it's based on sportsmanship. Chick, chick, chick. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a pers- perseverance. He's been a second-string goalie and a highly touted one at that for a long time. But, I mean, perseverance and dedication to the sport. I mean, if that's not Jack Campbell in a nutshell, I don't know what is. I mean, after yeah. after setting that record this year and, pro- and proving, you know, the naysayers wrong that he wasn't capable or he's not a number one or he's not – I don't know what else – I don't know who else in the league can, can one-up Jack Campbell in all three of those categories. So, anyway, uh, big shout-out to Jack. But uh, – did anything you guys want to chime in on Jack's season with regard to his nomination for the uh, for the Masterson? No, I was shaky at the beginning. Like I was saying, everybody relax. You know, he's only played one game at a time, and he's you know played one or two, injured for five or six. And I was kind of not not believing in him, but I was trying to get everyone to reel it in. And I'm glad I was you know I was, I was glad everybody was right. You were you were tempering expectations, and I remember that distinctly yeah. in episode five, six, seven. We were talking about Campbell, Campbell, Sleep Campbell. Sex. Jump the gun, do they? Yeah. Oh. I was waiting. I like. I, I was feeling bad for him, and I was like, I hope he never has a bad game, and it's going to happen. And it did. It wasn't so bad. So, anyway, yeah. And like Ryan process. was saying there about the, about this award, and he was talking about perseverance. Like you got to remember that the the game that he played before he went out with injury, he should have came out the game that game earlier, and played the rest of the game and said no, like the back yeah. of the you know Hutchinson shouldn't have to come in there. I'll, I'll finish the game injured. And yep. then went on, you know, like. Didn't he have a shutout that night too, I think? If I'm not mistaken. Is that, is that Calgary night? Yeah, the night when when, uh, when Chuck jumped on his head, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was a shutout or not. But anyway, yeah, he finished the game, won the game. Yeah. And Muzzin shot the puck at Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Muzzin dumped the puck on Chuck. Yeah, that was a good night, yeah. I really enjoyed that game and the yeah. after effects and the, 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 the hissy fit that Chuck threw and he tried to rip yeah, that thing off great. the boards and he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was magic for me. I was like, oh, yeah. this is what Disneyland feels like. Yeah. yeah. It's good. No. Yeah, it's good times. So, but um, uh, we, we're talking about, we were talking about the plan, like as if things were planned out. Um, I seen a tweet that I don't know who it was, some, some guy that was retweeted by somebody else, but, his tweet was a very simple one. He said, I, I've said it before and I will say it again. Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas are not getting near enough praise for how this season is going. And I was thinking to myself, you know, you're, you're 100% right. 100% yep. right. And in doing so, uh, let's praise them up. So, yep. yeah. on to Chad. Go. <laughs> I'll say, you know, these guys got the, you know, they done it together since juniors. And they got the future of hockey, I think, uh, kind of locked up there. They got that mentality. They they really connect with the modern day player. Mm. Uh, I just think they're a bit ahead of the game. It's, and same thing they, with the analytics and the people working the cap and Pridham and Dubas. You know, I think just they're very modern, very money puck, very smart. I, I think I think Kyle Dubas was a good GM, but he never became a great GM until he met Tony West. Yeah, really though, right? 
It's true. Yeah, that happened. That happened. Tell the story. Might as well. Yeah. So, uh, first time ever got a chance to go to a Leafs game. Got a buddy of mine that I'll shout out, Scotty Blue. He's from uh, Ontario and uh, his family had some tickets, of course. So I went up to uh, see the Leafs game, which was fantastic. My first time ever. I was like a kid. This was like two years ago. And uh, the evening before, we decided to take in the Marlies game. So we never had any tickets or anything. We was like, you know, we just go down and buy some tickets. So we went down and went in, got in the lineup. And while we were in the lineup, get some tickets, this lady just randomly walked up to us and said, are you guys looking for tickets? And, you know, I'm in Toronto and I got a poor opinion of everything when I get outside of my comfort zone. And I'm like, okay, what's scalpers doing here? Selling Marley's tickets just don't make sense. They're only like <laughs> bucks each. Yeah. She's like, no, no, I got the, uh, I had extra tickets. I got two extra ones. If you guys are looking for tickets, you can have them. They're like, yeah, sure. Where are they? And she said, no, no, they're upstairs in some box. Scott nice. right away reached out, takes the tickets right from her and goes, Thanks very Thank much. You, you know, so he goes and gets in lineup and goes up in the elevator, and it's the city of Toronto backs. So it's her her brother uh, worked with uh, Toronto PD and got okay. tickets, and she was taking a bunch of kids to the hockey game, and she had two extra tickets. So here was me and Scott and this lady and one other chaperone and a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. So I didn't care, I was acting the same age as them. <laughs> and uh second intermission comes i'm like man i gotta jet to the little boys room there scott's like yeah go ahead i open up the door in the box and i walk face and eyes into kyle dubas and his wife <laughs> no way oh yeah i'm like kyle dude <laughs> like you know i react right yeah i, I try you know get you quick... kyle? <laughs> yeah right pretty much. Go, brother. pretty much right <laughs> i said i gave him the quick reader's digest version of how i end up there and it was my first uh, marley's game my first leafs game stuff like that and i was from newfoundland he was like so you're following the growlers i'm like yeah dude and it was only like that day me and scott were talking about the growlers and stuff like this and so i knew all that you know could regurgitate all that to him pretty quickly and uh, he said no we'll uh we're going to try to get down after Christmas and see a game in St. John's and stuff like this. And I was like, no, it's cool. And I was like, do you mind if I get some pictures or whatever? And he was like, yeah, sure. Give her your phone. So he takes up my phone, gives it to his wife. And I'm there stood up. And I'm like, I, I don't even know. You know, I'm like a kid, Chad. Like, it's ridiculous. Right? Um, I'm, I'm just stood there. Like, what, am, what am I supposed to do, right? And he goes, take a deep breath. He said, don't forget to smile. That's what he says to me. Right? <laughs> Don't forget the smile, right? So you see the picture I've sent. I, Ryan has seen the picture, of course, and I'm, you know, it, talking about making the trip too. I, right? I, I looks, I looks a bit out of it, right? I looks a bit out of it. But anyways, yeah, I had a probably, oh, I was ten or fifteen minutes just in the hallway, just chatting with a really oh, nice guy, cool as a cucumber, like nice. never rushed off, never said he had to be anywhere, just stood there and chatted with me, and then got some pictures, and I said, appreciate your time, Kyle, and. I went back in the box and I forgot to even go to the washroom and everything. Go like, on. Oh, I was dumbfounded. Right? Didn't need to go to the washroom, yeah, right. just shit himself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, really Carl. That for me too. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was interesting. I must say, it was, oh, man, it was one of those nice. one of those things. Like when you're in Toronto, Scott told me when I first got up, he said, "Listen, if we're going walking around Toronto, you're up for a hockey weekend. Get a sharpie, put it in your pocket. Yep. You have no idea who you're going to bump into at any right. time whatsoever." I didn't realize that was a precursor for what he had me set up for. But uh, during the pre-leaf game, after the, after the, before the warm-up, uh, he had me down in under the stairs outside the locker room. It was all laid out by his uncle who had the tickets no and stuff like that. And got they got Wendell Clark to come out and meet me. Got some pictures outside the locker room. With the Wendell. Wendell. 
you had a window. See, and I had the I Tavares jersey, just just bought the Tavares jersey at the time, right? Standing up, yeah. taking a picture, and he looks at me, and goes, "You know, I wear number 17, right?" And I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Sorry, Wendell." Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, it was it was a fun time. But if you go to Toronto to watch a hockey game, put a sharpie in your pocket. Yeah, definitely. Hundred yeah. percent. And not even just for hockey players. I mean, there's Jays and Raptors around everywhere there's, too. There's right? everybody. You don't know who you're yeah. going to run into. You know. No. That's so, pretty cool. Fun time. I never, run, I never runs into anybody when I'm up there. It's ridiculous. That's because you don't travel with Tony. Yeah, I know. I know. We ran into a bunch of the BioSteel guys uh, in the summertime. It was oh, like yeah. Wayne Simmons, Parnell yeah. Nurse, and Tyler Sagan, and all those guys. We bumped into those nice. guys. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. I was it's sitting down at the Jays game, and uh, I was sitting down at the, J- the Jays game with my uh, with my uh, with my daughter. Actually, she was pretty young. My son was only a baby, and uh, he was kicking up a fuss. So uh, my wife does. She takes the uh, stroller. She goes out. She leaves here. Leaves the uh, the ballpark and just starts walking around. I get a text message. I look at it. I'm like, I get a te- she got a me- uh, picture or something. I'm like, is that Darnell Nurse? She's like, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Darnell Nurse and my wife and baby. Hey, what do you have? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I got a story for you guys. I went to buy a used bedroom set one time, and it belonged to (laughs) Eddie Shear, chief meteorologist. Not even like the regular meteorologist, but chief meteorologist from the NTV Evening News. Straight out of Philly. Man, what an experience. Yeah. What an experience. Something I'll never forget the time I bought Eddie Shear's queen size bed, mattress, box spring. Two end tables and a nightstand or a dresser. Sorry. Anyway, no shout out Eddie Shear from NTV Evening News. Oh, God, you guys suck. Not you, Eddie Shear. These two guys. Um, yeah. Moving on from your awesome stories to um, Mr. Keith. That's what we were getting at when I got yes. off off on that tangent. Uh, we talked with Dubas. Dubas. Dubas deserves all the praise for assembling said team. Big time. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that some more, but. Uh, I think I I don't think Keith is getting. I mean, Dubas has got a bit of praise. I mean, obviously, you look at what he was, what he was alleged to be able to do. You can't keep them all. You can't. You won't be able to build a team around him. Blah blah blah. Obviously, everyone knows he's like, yeah, whatever. Hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah. Keith, Keith, the, the simple decisions that he made, which were so blatantly obvious to everybody anyway, like putting Matthews and Marner together. You know, uh, going out and and looking for skilled players to play the skilled, but, but workable players to play the wings for Tavares and, and Nylander, you know, guys who, you know, shifting around the lineup, like no one, no one, no one even remotely predicted Joe Thornton was going to land in the top six for starters at the beginning of the season. He played incredibly well there, you know, he could see uh, Yeah. And Keith approached Tavares in the off season to get him to change his role completely. Yep. And they worked on that in the off season because they looked at how they lost and why they lost. I'm like, well, here it is. We're missing this, and you know that's one thing about some of these players that could be an elite goal scorer. You can't go to that guy and ask him to do something different. That's what he does. But you can go to John Tavares and say, "Hey, can you stop scoring so many goals and play defense?" It's like, okay, he still scores goals. No, yeah. there's no there's no stopping Johnny T. Anyway, this is just the way it is. No. But he has changed his game, and he looks even he looks. It's the best I've seen him play. I Complete. mean. Everybody, everybody will always talk about his 40, what, 47 was he score for six forty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll talk about that as, as his best season as a Leaf, but it's not. This this year, 
while he had a little bit of a drought points wise he still played incredibly well during that stretch yeah i mean incredibly he was he was a dog the entire time he looks like he looks like i like i mean and this is high praise for me uh, and i don't throw this out there very often but he looks very zach hyman on the puck like he's just an absolute dog on the puck yeah no? yep yep and and that's not not i mean john john Tavares even went with the islanders he was always a great along the boards and strong uh but i've just never seen him play with the intensity he's playing with now that's that's my take on jt and, and like i said that came from keith that's that's yep. coaching would you ever look at the games now ryan like me and you have watched many many leafs games together and stuff like that but you ever notice that when you see something happening now with the team or a certain way that they're playing or certain certain players together or, or whatever that you're going this is what we yelled about three years ago oh, we yelled constantly. at our tvs at after the game during the game all the time we were yelling at our tv do this you know which coach looks at it and goes i have possibly you know a top five playmaker on the team and up until Matthew's now really coming into his own, I got a guy that can put the puck into the net. Maybe yeah, we should wants. let them play together. Yeah. Maybe we should let them play together. Why well, not? Let's yeah. do that. The thing is, too, and we we, we, we we all watched we all watched the Leafs at a time when they didn't have a number one center or a number one defenseman, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, that's not so long ago. 20, 2015 is not that long ago, and or a goalie. Well, our goalie at that point, no. Goalie. I yeah. mean, when you look at the team they have currently, like when, when I'm sitting around pre-game, post-game, talking about the things I like to talk about or thinking about the things I like to think about, I'm like thinking now about things like, God, what is that the guy I really would have chose to use as my fourth line left winger? Mm, not sure. You know, like yeah. I'm like, yeah, like yeah. dial it back to 2015 when Peter Holland was playing in your number one spot for better than part. You know, like I just. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like I mean, we got we got not we got Zach first was in first world center. problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zach got, was number one. Yeah. yeah, like we we got a winning team, obviously this year, but I mean it hasn't been without its uh hiccups along the way either. Like no, our number one goalie that. went down. Number one goalie went down mid season. So you mm-hmm. got a you got a stand up uh backup goalie that you turn into a goalie that's now seventeen two and two. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. you got injuries throughout the lineup all season we haven't been without our own injuries and stuff like that you got all these new faces coming in you got alex galchenyuk was like just just talk about it for a second like playing hockey man he 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 bounced around bounced around bounced around everybody was like i don't know why the leafs got this guy like they just got too much money that's what i heard people say right they got way too much money that they're just paying him and he's going to end up in the minors and they're just going to pay him the money anyway because toronto don't care and look at the hockey that he's playing and yeah, that comes down to Sheldon Keith. That, that that's it. It comes down to the coaching and the coaching staff. Two people. And the whole culture. And you're at the whole culture. Yeah. Completely. Everyone's going to find into it. And finally, I think people have. And that's yeah. Dubas Dubas seen that player, knew that player. Mm-hmm. When he seen him get shipped out for nothing, cleared waivers. Alex Galchenyuk at a million bucks cleared waivers. Yeah. And Dubas is like, What? I lost that in my top six. Yeah, one I, man, I, I, one James garbage. Holy right? shit. Yeah. Like if, if they win a cup this year and Alex Galchenyuk scores one goal, it will be one of the best trades in the history of the NHL because listen, it makes got it all makes, the markings like, in the story. Holy shit. Like, I mean, it's just fairy tale shit. Right. And he is playing like a man possessed. He just, he's, he's all over it, 
both ends of the ice. It's yep. I, I talked to a lot of my Habs fans, friends, uh, when the trade happened because I knew I knew Chucky. I followed him in his rookie year. I, I was like, great, the Habs got a great player in Galchenyuk. He he scored thirty goals shortly thereafter. And I was like, oh, that sucks, right? But, you know, he scored, I remember in his rookie year, he scored a, a breakaway goal in training camp that was all over Sports Center for like two weeks. Like he, he yeah, was, he was, it was a star player, right? And uh, so when he came over to the Leafs, I, 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 I had lost track of him. I had like a lot of people. He fell off my radar once he got traded from Montreal anyway. And I was, got talking to a few of my buddies. I'm like, so what was the knock on him? Like, what, why did he not stick in Montreal? He was the third overall pick. Like, why didn't he stick? And people were like, nah, work ethic. And I'm like looking at the guy playing now. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Commitment? Yeah. Work ethic? You're shitting me, right? Yeah. Wow. The guy oozes it, right? But he's 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 obviously playing like a guy that realizes that okay, last chance. This, yeah. this technically is my last chance. It it really is. It's not technically, literally, my last chance. Yeah. This team is willing to put me on a line with William Nylander. And John Tavares on the yeah. second line, and give me this shot. If you don't do it there, you don't do it. Hang him just up. Just don't do it. Yeah, hang up the just space. well for you to go find some other job, laying side or doing something. But because if you can't, <laughs> he, he it's arguably the best teammates that he've had since he's been in the league. It's not arguably, and it he's is. and he's no, and he's no, playing no. on a second line. Yeah, yeah, and some people and some players just need that little bit extra to get the potential out of them and it's probably not going to work with a lot of coaching egos listen that's it. I, I know i'm a homer like the rest of you guys but at the end of the day this is a fact not an opinion alex galchenyuk will never play on a better line ever in his career he'll never play I, I, unless for some ungodly reason he ends up with mariner matthews <laughs> yeah he will never play on a better line in his entire career i don't give a shit because those two players are absolutely elite level players, right? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. Like, what does he sign for? Where does he go? What does he want? Uh, is he back he, on track to go anywhere? If he wins a cup, I don't give a shit where he goes. I don't care if he's. That's also know. fair. That's, <coughs> but that's I, very I, fair. You know what? I I would love to see him commit to the team who took a chance on him. I would love to see him come on board for a, you know something friendly. You know, for give give them a couple of years at a million and a half it's, or something, and it's 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 it has lots of potential to be friendly because it's essentially been a one year rebuild. So you haven't really, you know, you haven't proven exactly what you're going to do down the road by having your one year Same last season. ditch, mm. last ditch attempt. Try, you know what I mean? That that doesn't define you as what you will be farther down the road. So I think that with other things that's happening on the team and stuff like that and wherever they got the voodoo doll hit away to it's quite possible that Gatchenyuk was like signed for maybe two two years at least i am surprised he's not gonna get more and, than two million anywhere anyway no no like it's he, gonna be it's gonna be a little less than two million despite how how well he's friendly. playing he's still not producing like he, he's not producing at an elite level clip like he's no. playing effective hockey on a second line uh in a, in a more of a role position than a scoring position but he can rip it he can dangle and he can dig the puck out. So, um, no, I, 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 if he resigns for any longer than six months, I'm gonna get a jersey. I like the kid that much. I will buy a yeah. Galchenyuk jersey. Things I thought I would never say. See, holy if cow! Win the cup, if they win the cup, they can't afford them. If they don't win the cup, I think he'll come back cheap. 
Well, like I said, I don't, I don't even care if Matthews comes back if he wins cup. I really don't. I, I could, I could give two shits. Just who play comes back? Space for Rick David to come in. Yes, just, just. Yes. Whatever. Whatever. If they win the cup, mm-hmm. don't care. Um, yeah. Never yeah, watch not, it again enough, anyway. Enough with the. Uh, with the uh the love on chalky that's a bit much we're a bit off track there but i like yeah, that. No. That, was, that was good that was a good that was a good throwing i like that um to keith the one thing we didn't touch on when we were talking about mr keith uh sheldon keith is now uh the most winningest coach in leafs history through his first 100 games yes. now tony i believe you looked up who the other yeah were. yeah so the i i, I was reading on the he's he's been talked about now in the circles for jack adams obviously uh, and just with what he's done with the Leafs and, and just coach the way that he is. And now the winningest coach in Leafs for the first 100 games. So the other three that's directly below him, I won't go with the list of every one of them, but the other three. So the first one is Hep Day. So if you want to be spoken in a circle of a Leaf coach, let's put your name in right in the conversation with Hep Day. He had 58 wins. So just for reference, Keith has had 61 wins in 100. Hap Day had 58. Pat Burns, who's won the Jack Adams three times, had 56. And Pat Quinn had 55. Yeah, so you look at you look at those names and then you put Sheldon Keefe next to it. It's like one of these things are not like the other kind of conversations. But, or is it? Hmm. Or is it, yeah. But he's got yeah. three more three more wins than our Hall of Fame coach, Hap Day. Three more yeah. wins in his first hundred. So that that's well, if I'm not mistaken, they're all Jack Hall of Fame Adams. coaches. <laughs> that's that's the scary reality. Yeah, yeah no, fair yeah. enough. Like I mean, right? he's he's putting himself in conversations just like Jack Campbell did at elite level records that that are yeah. that are somewhat unbreakable. And, I, and when you said Pat Burns, uh, my initial thought was because you can't you can't win that many games without having a good team. I don't give a shit how good of a coach you are. Right, yeah. there have been a lot of good coaches fired because they had shitty teams, didn't have nothing to work with. Right, yeah. no. so you got to have a good team. And when you said Pat Burns, I was like, mm, they hired Pat Burns. His first season would have been '93, mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good team. I don't know if the it was '93. It was '92 or '93. The team that everybody is comparing, saying, well, yeah. this Current. team now is even better than the '93 team." Yeah, and they oh, are. Oh, if you. I'll I'll stop right now for a second and say, okay, you're you're saying I'm oddly calm and it's making you worried or encouraging you. Everything we've talked about so far. I mean, have you not calmed down a little bit? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we're just outlining. No, yeah. I'm I'm still everything. I'm still, deadly. I'm, 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 I'm still not right? fit. Actually, now that you've mentioned it, I'm no. probably worse. How much How much longer are we going to talk about how deadly this is going to go? I mean, we're talking about it all night. Big. So, I'm, I mean, not, I'm paranoid. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm damaged. I'm, I think I'm damaged beyond what what a normal damaged fan is. I think I've invested. I cried when the Marlies won the Calder. I mean, like, come on. Like, I'm damaged. Um. Anyway. What? Get your tissues for this year. It's legal, Ryan. It's legal. Yeah, I know. Settle down, Ryan. Settle down. I'm gonna lose my mind. Tony loves it. Look at him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we we, give... we makes it. We, when 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 we get to the finals, I'm just gonna take my suitcase and just go in and sit down next to Ryan anyway. Yeah, just, just stay there. I'll need the emotional yeah. support. And, trust and me. Every every time he starts to get hyped up, I'll just drop a you know something in He's his like, glass. It's all downhill oh, from here. Something that dissolves, you know. Mm. 
Hold me, yep. Tony. Hold me. Oh, God. This is getting worse. All right. So, moving on. Move. <laughs> okay. What are we moving on to? Let's do it. Um, I, I think it would be terrible fans if we didn't at least mention in passing that Austin Matthews scored 40 goals this season in 49 games. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm just going to stop talking and let you guys talk. Like, like, I don't even know what to say. So, we were talking about, is he going to get 50, right? I mean, that's what everyone was wondering. And, um, you know, everybody wanted to believe. So, unless he comes out and has, like, a couple McDavid nights, then no. And I don't think, you know, he's done all right. I'm I'm okay with not getting 50 because he got a half a dozen or 10 with a bum wrist. You remember that stretch where he went through where everyone was saying, oh, well, the 50 and 50 is gone because he had like, I don't know, five games in a row where he didn't score or had like one goal in six games or something? Yeah. Um, He hit the post nine times in that stretch, remember? Yeah. Like it was like, it was like ringing a bell constantly. Sky's falling. Yeah. yeah. And like he's ringing them off the crossbar, ringing them off the post. I'm like, quarter of an inch the other way, he got 50 goals. Right? So I don't, I'm not. 40 goals in a shortened season. Like I said, I always compare it to my years as a Phil Kessel fan because I still love Kessel. By the way, did you see the, the fat shaming? 900 Kessel points. 900 points. Yeah. 900 uh, points in what? Was it 908 99? Is that what it was? Yeah, just under 1,000. Yeah, just under 1,000. Just under 1,000. Okay, I thought it was just under 900. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, there was a lot of nasty comments about that photo, but man, of course. Kessel will always be. I don't, I don't know if he'll always be my favorite leaf of all time. But man, I cheered for him hard for a lot of years, and yep. to see him still producing at his age, at his level of fitness, at his "I give no shits" attitude, In like the what, a, what an absolute legend of a player! Oh, absolutely! Like, what a legend! I, one I'm, of a kind. Just one off. Yeah. Like his interviews were always always the best too. Like his uh, interview- social misfit, misfit. Oh, just like whatever. Yeah. Just like, yeah. He had zero fucks to give, and that was it. Yeah. And that was that was the that was the charm. Like when the microphone was put in front of him, some of the interviews where he just looked at him and was like, "I'm not even going to answer that question." Yeah. And then just turned around and walked away, and I'm like, "Yes, yes, you just scored. You know, maybe a hat trick that game, and someone's asking you, yeah. you know, about how many times you go to the gym a week." Yeah. Get out of my face. And that was. Yeah. I like him when they're in. They were interviewing the Penguins individually and asking. And as soon as I said, the interviewer would go, like, Phil Kessel. And every single one of them either, like, big grin or they bust out laughing. Before, like, even ask a question, it's like, Phil Kessel. And everyone just busts out laughing. It's like, oh, my God, this guy is hilarious. Like, just wild, wild dude, right? Yeah. Different cat, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's one cup for a day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to take it home and show your hometown? No, no, you're going to take it to Toronto and eat hot dogs and take pictures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God love him. Legend. Just a legend. Absolutely. I'm glad we threw him in there because I, I didn't have it as a build a thrill, myself, man. But... I, I do have that signed jersey upstairs, and I do and need to get that on the wall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't have. You know what? Out of all the memorabilia I got kicked in the boat, I got no Kessel autograph. It's amazing to me. Yeah. I had I had an autographed Kessel rookie card, but after they lost uh, to Boston in the uh, in in 2015, I actually I, I sold it for next to nothing. Not because oh. not because I uh, I just didn't want anything Boston in my life. 
It was just, it was hurting me. So my autographed Kessel. What did you do with the Dion Phaneuf stuff? Oh, no, Dion Phaneuf, I never had anything blind him anyway. And don't get me wrong, I was a Phaneuf fan too. When did, did, but you know what? He, him and Kessel were both misplaced with their roles, and I, I stick by that. They should have never have been given the roles and the money and the responsibilities they were given. I got way off topic with the Phil Kessel thing because I was what I was getting to was that I always compare the Matthews situation currently to Phil Kessel back in the six eight seasons where he had thirty goals for the Leafs. We'd be at game because Kessel was an Iron Man, still is. That's the other thing about him. What I find yeah. to be absolutely amazing, he's an he's an absolute beast of an Iron Man, which you would never suspect. But um, we'd be sitting there in game seventy eight. You know, game 79, okay, Kessel got 26 goals. Kessel got 29 goals. You know, will he hit 30? Will he do it this year again? Can he do yeah. it at game 79, 80, 81? And, like, Matthews is ripping home 30. Like, I, I it's just yeah. it's so stupid good that it makes no – like, and I, I said to someone the other day, maybe it was even on this podcast, Matthews is setting the bar so obscenely high for the average fan that nobody will ever be able to play in Toronto after he leaves. It, it, it'll be huh. like, what? Our number one center only has 35 goals this year. <laughs> Trade him. Like, yeah. that, but that's the real, that's, that's the reality of, of the bar that Matthew is setting is that it's just stupid numbers. He should, he's on pace for 60 plus goals every, every year. It's kind yeah, of unacceptable it, it, to do less from now on from the least nation. Yeah. yeah but, do less. Can, can you imagine like, regardless of how this season ends what what is going to be like again next season like yeah. every year the gauge gets just like it's not a little bit better he's not getting a little bit better every season like it's exponential what's happening he's, right he's, well, he's, he's, he's checking the list too right he's checking he's checking off the list that that i need to get better list the same as Sidney crosby right so like yeah. Cros, crosby was an elite level player right out of his rookie season as as, yeah. as was matthews and every year crosby would he, he, okay, one year I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my backhand. He comes back with the yeah. best backhand in the league. Then he's like, okay, I need to work on my on my size. I need to get a little bit bigger. He come back and he got quads on him, like like my thought, like my waist. You know what I mean? Then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I need to work on my defensive game. I need to get better 200 foot face offs. Face offs. Yeah, I remember I remember the year that he worked on face offs yeah. in the offseason. This was Crosby, and he came yeah. back the following year and put up like I don't know 50 percent, 55 percent for the year. It was crazy. Yeah. That's one thing I did notice the other night too from that that Habs game. Matthews was at a seventy-five percent clip in the dot. I was yeah. like, who does that? Yeah. It's just foolish. Yeah. It's it's a whole new level, right? And yeah, and you know we're racist. watching it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. We're watching it going like this is absolutely fantastic because we've never we haven't seen we haven't seen this type of talent before. And and the the guys you know like Marner, it, let's we'd be remiss. To include him, even in this conversation with the forty goals, like yeah. we'd be remiss because he's he's had a phenomenal season on the wing with, and and the chemistry and it's just the watching it is it's fun when you see him get on the ice. You're like, oh well, I guess we're going to get a goal here, or we're going to dominate the play at least in the other end, or whatever's going to happen, right? Like. It's really funny because like everyone's talking now. Like whenever you see a post about Matthews, is oh Matthews is going to go down as one of the greatest Leafs of all time. I'm like, yeah, Marner too. Yes, <laughs> like hundred yeah, percent. Marner gets more points than him. Yeah, <laughs> every year. Yeah, <laughs> Matthews haven't outscored Marner since they, since they, since they came into the league. Marner always not in points. Nope. nope. So I mean, like, no, nope. he is going to go down as one of the and and you you get all those guys on the same line for the next four years. 
what are they New capable legends of? Row. right yeah. Uh, yeah better build a piece on there boys legends row is yeah. gonna start filling up yeah that's right start melting down some of the old statues make some new ones um no that's 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 uh that's a lot of, i'm glad we finished off with a bit of love for matthews and mariner because at the end of the day that's what this season has been about it's been about yeah. building a team around those guys and uh and keith and, and and dubas we touched on those guys uh what they had to do to do to make that happen and hopefully the accolades yeah. that they get because of it it's a gm of the year and coach of the year i don't think he's out of reach for either one of them and nope. that's easy to say because we're fans but hey show me somebody who's done better um, let's uh let's just hit a bit of uh, around league news before we knock this baby on the head so uh two really thing to really are what i would call newsworthy things that happened in the last couple of days the tom wilson incident um we don't need to go through the the ifs and buts and ands of the what actually happened but uh we're, we're well past that now anyway but the fallout from the no suspension and then the fight game that happened after i mean where do you guys sit with all that what's, what's your what's your take on it so my thing was uh when i watched it like we all know Tom Wilson's history is back, you know, what he's done and stuff like that. But when I looked at it, I went, okay, this is department of player safety, right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't, they didn't give him the suspension. Everybody was crying for it. I mean, the Rangers paid $250,000 because they never got it. And then the next game starts. And at second, at the first second, there's six guys fighting. And then by the end of the first period, there was like a hundred penalty minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you're the department of player safety and you're looking at a situation and what it warrants down the road, whether it's a suspension or a fine or whatever it is, do you not for a second go, okay, guys, what is the repercussions of our decision here? What, what repercussion, if whatever it is with decision we make, how does that affect the next game when they knew that this team, their next game was against the same opponents? So do they not uh -huh. stop? Do they not stop and go? All right, if we give him a, a suspension, then this probably all just goes away. Okay, he got a suspension. It's what players get when they do a dirty hit. And I'm not. It's not even so much the Panarin stuff, even though that was terrible. It was the punch in the back of the head while your stick is under the throat of the opposing player while he's uh -huh. taking that. So Panarin yeah. never had a helmet on, man. He ragdolled him twice. Yeah, I know. But I mean, leading up to that, because they said that the fine was for yeah. the punch, the punch. Yeah. right? So even if you looked at that punch individually, just right there, the Panarin thing, okay, it was a reaction. It was this and that. Panarin jumped on him, whatever the, the talking points is of it. The punch was his stick was in under his throat. He was face on the ice, and he punches him in the yeah. back of the head. So you give them, you give them a one game suspension. Tom Wilson has been suspended before previous offender. There's lots of reasons to justify it. It's easy to go, but it also has a cooling effect for the next game. They go, Tom which Wilson's is also even... against, against Rangers. That's the catch that he would have been suspended for that game against the Rangers. Exactly. That's heard. what I'm talking about. It's the, it's the cooling effect for the next game. Which Tom Wilson, yeah, because he stepped on the ice in the next game, aside from the fights that started between everybody else at the start of the game, his first shift, the Rangers player, I forget who it was now, went right at him. Like he skated across, he skated across the red line and the other player just decked him. But mm -hmm. if he wouldn't in that game, that wouldn't have happened. If he was suspended already in the teams, that's one thing you do know about hockey players is take for instance, the, the Simmons fight. Once that fight happened and Ehlers 
atone for Zach Hyman, there was no more. That was it. It was done. We are finished having this conversation now. All the rest of the team just went about their business. If Tom yeah. Wilson had been suspended, all the rest of the team would have went, okay, we got our, you know, we got our uh, retribution for that. He's not playing. He's costing this much in wages. We don't have to listen to him for the next game against Washington and stuff like that. And they would have just went about the business of hockey. Well, what would have happened the next, next time that they played him, there still would have been a fight. Just, but just one. But it would, it would have been just Tom Wilson. Yeah. So, and and that's the way it's it's meant it's meant to go, right? That's the way it's supposed to go, and that's the way. Um, what I really liked, I because uh, I, I I probably shouldn't because he's he, he his his takes are hot as hot gets. But I follow Sean Avery a lot and his tweets and stuff because he's because he, I mean again the no filter guys are the funnest to listen to, right? Yep. And Avery tweeted that he's like Tom Wilson. Let me tell you how I would have dealt with that. He said, I would have dumped the puck in the corner, racing down the boards. He said, he said, when the goalie came out to play the puck, he said, I would have absolutely destroyed him. And that's what yep. Sean Avery said. That's how I would have handled the, and, and he said, he said, he said, that would have made him think twice about what he did to our player. Right. Yep. And, he, and he, and he said, you got to, you, at some point, the players got to police it themselves. He said, if the league won't, you got to do it yourself. And while he was not wrong or not, while he wasn't right in what he said, he wasn't wrong. Because no. that's just the way it is, and 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 George Larock dropped the ball. Not George Larock, sorry, George no. Peros George dropped Peros. dropped yeah, the ball, did. and uh, and and the Ranger statement that cost him two hundred fifty grand wasn't wrong either. Well, so see, the Washington no. Capitals got to want him to stop for him to stop, and they clearly don't want him to stop, nope. and they're going to act like he's this big strong man and. You know, everyone else has fallen victim because of his physicality. I'm like, well, Ryan Reeves is Tom Wilson's boogeyman, and he's not doing this shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, there's only one guy doing this all the time, and you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt sometimes in a violent act. I mean, it's it was a joke, and the NHL really like made themselves look real bad. It it, like, it could have, like I said, it, it could have prevented so much yeah. other stuff that had a high potential for guys getting seriously hurt, because they had uh, the guy that he, I think it was the guy that he punched, wasn't it? Bushnevich. Bushnevich got suspended the next game too for the high cross check into the face of a Washington player. Yeah, and that's, and that's, yeah that was a good turn in the face. That was. But mm-hmm. that that's just retaliation again. That would not have happened, and and then that was a high rate. Like I looked at and that, that went. Nah. Yeah, like you. But the, fun, the funny thing about that, the funny thing about that that play, that 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 cross check, was that that cross check doesn't happen either if Anthony Mantha doesn't go looking for it. Right? Exactly. No. Well, he was, he, he was looking for it too. He was slashing him on the back of the legs as he was skating away, and then when they turned to come around, well, boom, right up in the face. And I don't know if the, it right. was in, if it was intent to injure or just just that's just the way his his, no, his just, hands and everything rolled up. I, yeah. I don't think it was anything more than that, but of course it became a dangerous play and suspension, right? But but, uh, but all that stemmed from the start of the game. Yep. Second one, they dropped the puck, and the guys didn't even like they dropped their sticks. The puck hit yep. the ice, sticks and gloves hit the ice, and they started face uh, fighting. Right. Uh, none of that happens. None of this animosity is there because it seems like hockey players are really good about going about their business. Once a dispute is settled, once it's settled, it's, it's done. We don't have to talk about it anymore. There has to be no more retaliation. We settle it once, and that's it. And that's what would have happened. And that—that that is the yeah. code, right? Yes. We always hear about the code, 
in hockey and that is it that that, that that is it you 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 settle your differences and you move on there's there's been times when players who legitimately hated each other on the ice hated each other went on to be great teammates together that's right. you know down the road yeah because that's just that's the way the it game. works you set you settle your scores and you move on you play golf with them in the yeah. off season if, if the opportunity appears you go through their wedding that's just the way, train, the way it works. this is the other thing yep. you guys know each other it's not it's not the uh it's not the, the 80s anymore it's 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 a different league and it's just, the players are way more connected because of international events and everything else so it's it's different but that being said i uh i just wanted to touch on that that wilson thing um i want to ask you this question about uh, tom wilson like when, because it was something that was going through my head i watched the game i watched the game two the fight game uh because i knew what it was going to be so i'm sitting back watching the fight game and i'm like all right there's six guys in the penalty box and i was like if this is the Leafs, who are your six guys? In the penalty box? Yeah. For fighting? Okay. Yeah. Well, Wayne Simmons. <coughs> now Jake Mosin. Mm -hmm. Jake Mosin. Uh, Justin Hall. Mm -hmm. Travis Dermott. Have Hall had a fight yet? I think he has. Hmm. It'll be interesting to look up later. But yeah, okay. Fair enough. Travis so Dermott, you think, is in the box? Travis no. I'll guarantee he's he's scrappy. He's never had yes. a fight. Not once. His first fight would be the Tom Wilson fight. Go look away. that look that up. Look that up. You're wrong. Um Okay. Maybe. See. That's four. I don't agree with your with two of them, but anyway, go ahead. That's why this is with, fun. With what I've with what I've seen in the last few games, uh, I think Thornton's sitting in the box, man. I mean, he's he's dropped See him before, you? but he like he fights like Jonathan Taves. I mean, that's <laughs> that's who he fights. But you know, he could be at us. Okay. Let me think. So who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, give me a second. Was that common? Maybe. So you're going with the train? Felino for sure. Felino, one hundred percent. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not used to saying that. I was wondering if you were going to get there eventually. I was like, yeah. You tell me, didn't, didn't, never had didn't, a fight. Didn't Spezza drop him in the in the play-ins last year? Yes, yep. I mean, at a desperation. Uh, Troy Brower and Travis Dermott. Um, who else? And also, Bogosian was showing him how to fight. Remember that in practice? Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Archibald and Dermott have fought. Yeah. Um, I'll go on record as saying, "Get out of here." This is, this is sad, but I think our defensemen are a lot more tough than our than our forwards and well, i mean that's, typically that's, that's typically the case with most teams but mm -hmm. um but my six would definitely be uh, i'm gonna, I'm gonna and go if Pagosian's back i'll go with him too i i guess i guess it's, it goes without saying that it's, it's, it, everyone's six is going to be <laughs> wayne simmons and five other guys so obviously <laughs> yeah. wayne simmons jake Mills and i will agree because he's he's outside of simmons he's probably got the most fights on the team that have as a leaf yeah, uh, was, mm -hmm. our, our Leafs don't fight that much, but Simmons uh, Muslin has had to drop him a couple of times in, in the past couple of years. So uh, definitely, definitely Simmons, uh, definitely Muslin. Uh, from there, I'm saying definitely Bogosian because that's his that's his yeah that's his bread and butter. He's like yeah he I, I can't believe he hasn't fought yet with the Leafs. I don't think he has. Has he? Has he dropped him yet? Just don't get injured is what he's yeah. getting told. Sure. Okay, yeah. so that's that's my that's my that's my locks. Uh, then I'm saying Felino. For sure, yes, of course, yeah. Hyman, I'm saying for sure because he's scrappy sure. as all hell. I think so. Maybe. I think for sure. Where I start to fall off the wagon is in my number six pick. I'm like, who, who of you bunch of 
high-end hall of fame players is going to drop the mittens because it's, it's it's almost got to be jumbo like that's what you're there for right you're the old dude you're gigantic it, it, it has it's, to be jumbo because you got jumbo and adam brooks and Spetsa. jason spezza on the line yeah. so did you see the picture of brooks sitting between spezza and thornton yeah favorite and picture I read, of the year. I, read, I read i read the caption about him, so you know, take take your kid to work day Yep. It's like he's uncomfortably so wedged here. Yeah. You know, the balls are sitting there with shoulder pads that are like this, this wide. Not a hair on his Brooks face. is like this. Holding a stick. But no, it has to be, it has to be Jumbo. So Jumbo got to just bear hug somebody or something. I don't know. Kadri pulled the beard out. And so yeah. let someone, let someone true, else yeah. have a go at it. Let someone else have a go at it. That was my favorite <laughs> fight. Man, Kadri yeah. got under his skin something that game. And following Man, he like, did, he'd do that to Crosby day in, day out. He'd do that to yeah. McDavid day in, yep. day out. He's a yep. star killer, man. I miss him. I was talking about him today. I do miss I still miss him. Yeah. Uh, now, Tony, did you want to go for uh, your six guys in the box, or is it very man, similar to what me and Chad said? I guess. Like, I, I don't, there's nobody else to pick. We, well, I think this yeah. was like a community pick here because. Well, disagree with me then. <laughs> well, I mean, Chad picked Dermot and Hall. Uh, yes, I 100% picked Dermot. God, no way! Can't see it. I love to see. I love to see Willie Willie drop him. I love to see Willie drop him because he's a he's a beast of a man. He he learned how to box when he was playing with the Marlies with Rich Clune. They went to boxing yeah. classes together. You don't. Everyone's like, oh, Neeland or Soft Swede. Uh, if he was, I've seen, uh, I've seen Tavares be uh, pretty chippy in a few games too, like getting his hands in on the body and shoving guys out of the way and retaliating for being pushed away from the front of the net and stuff like that. I, I don't know what Johnny T couldn't, you know, he's one of those guys that he's cool. He's cool. He's cool. And then he snaps. That's what but, I see. But, but has John he ever Tavares had a fight? Anyone. I mean, he hasn't had one with the Leafs, but has he ever had a fight in his career? I wonder, I'd, I'd be interested to look that up. You know, I've never seen one. I'm willing to bet he hasn't. No, because I mean, those number one overall picks generally, that's not there. No, no, he's a huggy. He has a hugger for sure. He's a hugger. He's been, he's been a bit chippy. He's been, you know, I've seen him use his stick a bit and use his hands. And one guy, one guy that I think would, would, would go for it too, that we never, none of us mentioned is Mr. Kerfoot. I think in a, uh, in a scrappy game, I don't think he got any issues getting the mittens off. I really, Alex Bermistov versus John Tavares. 2010. <laughs> There's a heavyweight bout there, buddy. I bet you uh, the number of punches thrown matches the number of fights that he was in. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. Anyway, I'm glad that you gave Johnny some love as a tough guy, but Tony, but uh... <laughs> uh, he's been, you know, he's been, he's been a bit of a dad, right? So and he's strong in the earlier. He is strong. He is, you know, you know, you know who oddly got his mittens off with the Marlies when he was there. Alex Galchenyuk, that one shocked the shit out of me. He had a, he had a, well, it didn't turn into a fight. It got turned into two roughing majors, but okay. he had a goal and an assist and what was, what was about to be a oh, goal. Oh, the Gordie Howard, that's right, yeah. Except for the linesman jumped in and screwed it up for him. But yeah, he got chippy, man, and he he had no, there was no hesitation. Off come the gloves and he went after Buddy. So, um, uh, like I said, I was sitting back saying, oh, well, that would never happen for the least. He'd never get six guys in the penalty box. None, nobody's capable. Then I started saying, yeah, you know what? We could do it. Six guys in the box, no problem. I wouldn't want to head count on a chopping bodies. I would love to see Big Save Dave in a fight too. By the way, I think he's absolutely oh, nuts. I think yes, he's crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, you see, the, you see all the memes about him body checking buddy into the into the, into the yeah. wall and on the way to the yeah. ice. Awesome. Yeah, 
It's all good. Yeah. Oh, frick. Okay, guys, we got to wind this down. One more thing yes. before we uh, knock this on the head, and this is not least related either, but it will be in another fucking... Whatever John Tavares' contract is up. Yeah, uh, Mr. <laughs> McDavid. I know least uh, Oilers fans hate when we say this, but yeah. we're terrible. Inhuman. <laughs> future, future Toronto Maple Leaf, Connor McDavid. Uh, 100 points in a shortened season. How many How many games? 51? 53, was it? 53, anyway, 53. whatever it was. Or 53 whatever it was but yeah no, some, some, some stupid thing insanity either yeah. way that's in today's game it's nuts like the guy's on a mission he got like a partial team to work with so he's just putting down his back and yeah let's go he's gonna do it himself like if he can't win nothing, something he's gonna win everything himself <clears throat> the other night when he had 96 points and everyone was like wonder can he do it i'm like what can he this is yeah. just a matter of willy because i mean like did i looked at Someone else had a tweet on said, "Here's Connor McDavid's last ten games leading up to his hundred point game, and it was two points, three points, four points. He had one game with zero points, and it was three points, four points, two points, yeah, three points, two points, and four. <laughs> like it was like, yeah, it was Gretzky numbers, right? Gretzky days, yeah. He's putting up Wayne Gretzky numbers with Gretzky's old team in an era when you shouldn't be able to. No, but with yeah. with not the team that Gretzky had. Yes, not even close." I mean, no. this is not this is not the '80s Oilers here. This is this is a step ahead of the curry and coffee. You don't have those guys. No, no. it's uh, it's it's amazing. Inhuman. It's it's amazing to me that management of that team cannot, for the life of them, with the first round picks and all the everything yeah. that goes along with it, and the big sign outside Edmonton that always said "City of Champions," that they can't yep. figure out a way. Like what, like Toronto is tying up a, this is how you link it to Toronto, by the way, Ryan. Toronto ties up a shit ton of money in four players. So yeah. we can't even, you can't, you can't blame it on his contract. He's only making a mil more than one of the Toronto players. And we got two guys making a mil less. You know, he's getting yeah, 12 and a half. No. He's getting 12 and a half and boys are getting 11 three or whatever they are. Listen, you know, whatever uh, they get. and McDavid's it. contract equals Marner Matthews. The math is yeah, exactly yeah. right because exactly. the draws is a little late, right? Yeah, uh, Ken Holland got his work cut out for him there. He doesn't have a lot to work with. He's got all that fanboy decisions uh, for the better part of ten years to work with. I think if anybody can do it, it'll be Ken Holland. It's just going to take a bit of time, and if McDavid got the patience, Ken, Ken it's, Holland. It's not even the patience. Is how how soon before he starts running out of time? Well, that guy needs to win. Like, that's the other thing. His patience, that guy's a competitor. He needs to win. That's what he yeah. did his entire life. And now he doesn't yeah. at the highest level. His dream is right there. And he needs patience if it's going to happen. Yeah. In Edmonton, and and you know. he's, he's trying his best. He's putting yeah. the whole team on his back. And he's, he's looking up the ice. And he's going, there's nobody I want to give the puck to. So yeah. what does he do? He skates for 200 feet and puts it in the net. Or... Easy soft pass to someone else so they can put it in the net. Yeah. Yep. So Everybody's still puck focused on McDavid. It frees up guys that no one yeah. cares. Anyway, it, but I don't I don't understand how management hasn't figured that out. Hasn't figured it out. Do it, listen, I think if, if there's one spot I wouldn't want to be a manager, that's the Edmonton Oilers because that window is going to get small fast for the yep. manager, right? Yep. Ken mm -hmm. Holland got maybe two years left if he don't if he don't see an Eastern any uh, Western Conference Championship at the very least. Uh, he's out of a job because yep. there's no excuse. There's there you got no excuse, right? 
trade your first round draft picks trade whatever like make some deals because it's not like people won't go and play with mcdavid people will they've proven that yeah. uh, while lucic is not the best signing they ever had he was a top no. free agent that year everybody wanted yeah. him no go for teams to say they didn't because they did he didn't pan out but people will go there that's not that's not an issue so you got to spend the money you got to spend to the cap and also if you're confused after that look over and see what carl dubas did and say okay what move was that he went and did yeah okay let's go let's go look for one like that let's make that kind of yes. they have, they have like 30 games. mil they have like 30 mil cap space next year boss it's it's going to be big whatever they're going to do is going to be big so i mean it could be as early as next year that they have a team to work with but you just got to be able to find the right goalie the right couple of defensemen because you're going to need who's that you need some depth who's the big ufa next year i wonder i haven't even looked i i, I don't know who it is either right now but when you, you know, when <laughs> hopefully <laughs> when when you do that podcast for whatever edmonton is going to do or just did that day yeah. ryan call me call me again ryan would you yes <laughs> then we'll revisit the tony the tony yeah. episode yeah yeah I, exactly, uh, I got a funny right? feeling i'll have a different color hair but tell me as to talk about it when the oilers did something great because i just seem like that that franchise is destined for failure the doom yeah and i'm not so, like I'm the so, leaves haven't been no well, like I said, I think outside of outside of the outside of the uh, Senators' poor start to the season, I think the Senators are a better team than the Oilers, and better constructed. That is so a scary if, thought. So, if you go back to the very first that got out of a pilot uh, episode, we were talking about teams and dark horses. I totally picked Ottawa then because I looked at that team and I said, "Man, that's a team full of dogs and a big falling chemistry. They're going to do some damage. They can, you know, they'll play spoiler to a lot of people, and giving them a couple more years, and they're going to be a beast." So. If they keep it together, yeah, their their start this year just put them in so much of a hole that even yeah. when they got to the point where they were playing spoiler and winning against the big name teams in the top of the division and stuff like that, it it was yeah. too late. It was and the goaltending was, was late, right? atrocious. Matt Murray found a game fondly, but man, that was it was just a rough start. And that's it. And you know, even if they had a better start, I don't think they would have had been able to keep together to go anywhere really. But at least uh, this was a year that I said you're going to see a team that's going to turn the tide in in uh, ottawa that's sorely needed they'll just get a rink downtown and you'll be best gone yeah i, I think that uh, without the start even if they'd had a 50 better start than what they had uh, they're sniffing at fourth right they're they're oh, yeah. they're, they're kind of looking like what calgary is now where everybody's looking at the schedule and going okay this many games this many points this many games, this many points, yeah. and counting it down right down till the end of this week I, I really right. do think that that's where they would have been because everybody ended up beating up on Vancouver. So even Ottawa did that. Uh, you know, I had Vancouver picked say, to make the playoffs, right? I really Ouch. thought they had a good enough team to do it you know, at the beginning of the season. But that's why we're on a podcast and not uh, managing professional gamblers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. Sad reality. It is what it is. Well, guys, I don't think we need to drag this on any longer. You guys got no, a drink or something, don't you? sure uh well i'm after i gotta get another one that's the yeah so yes fair enough all right well uh i guess we'll knock it on the head then um goes without saying a big thank you to tony for coming on for one uh making yet another stellar average joe's episode the most average of joe's thank you very much no i do uh, appreciate yeah straight out again i uh i do appreciate the invitations my first podcast so uh, it was great Oh, 100%. Me and Ryan do this like three times a week on the phone. 
so that's what uh, i think Carly said that last time when you called me she was like just just record what you guys are saying here now because that's the podcast what we're getting out with perfect that's what we do it is what we do uh bigger shout out the only bigger shout out that uh, needs to be passed out is uh to phg sports uh out of ontario our sponsor so grateful you guys came on board um again we're gonna have a lot more coming from those guys uh in the coming weeks uh some more information on some of their products that they've got coming out and apparently they've got a special uh a special uh incentive or a special uh coming for the playoffs for lease fans so uh keep Sweet. tuned stay tuned for that one we'll be all over it when it's uh, when it's released and uh, mr todd hopefully he'll the owner he'll be on for a uh, for a podcast as well just to uh, shoot the breeze and uh, and talk some leaf hockey because he's a fan as well so uh if you're listening you've liked what you heard uh make sure to uh give it a share guys if you can uh share it around um our shares seem to be going up routinely yes. um, a few more we're really excited about whoever is over in, whoever's subscribing to our podcast in belgium shout out to you yeah shout out thank to belgium. you thank you buddy you are the man that's our that's our third biggest following <laughs> gotta be a newbie gotta be and whoever's in southern australia listening to all of them at a boy drop nice. us a message let us, know, let us know who you are and uh, what you're liking so uh again guys uh thanks so much um check us out again our audio podcast are running on spotify stitcher apple podcast google Podcasts. our videos are running on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash also you can search on youtube deke snipe Sally. you'll get us there all of our episodes and trailers and some other fun stuff too oh yeah and of course on our own website which is deke so also you can follow us on twitter twitter at Sally deke and uh and feel free to retweet anything we've got going on there uh, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It should be right there next to Tony. Right there. And uh, I guess peace out. Yep. Cheers. Whoa.